0: Are you worrying about anything at the moment? Well, no one can blame you for being concerned about basically anything at the moment. 2020 has definitely been a crazy year. bushfires, the coronavirus pandemic, race relations, record unemployment, and the nation's first recession in decades. It's all deeply affecting us. So when we're worried, what do we do? Turn to an expert is a great option, but what do the experts do when they're feeling worried about something? Dr Jo Lukens is an author and psychology consultant and she has some worry hacks professionals use when they worry about the future. Good morning, Dr Lukens.
1: Good morning, Donna.
0: How are you? Pretty good. So what do psychologists, or how do psychologists define worry?
1: Well, I guess worry is, is those things that preoccupy us, isn't it? And we and we don't feel comfortable with it. And, and worry is actually quite a helpful thing for us to do because it draws our attention to... Things that are happening in our lives, but we've got to find that that balance of it not taking us to a point where we become distressed, and so it it is a little bit of a balancing act for all of us, whether you're a whether you're a psychologist or a counsellor or you're
0: not. Mm, definitely, something. And 2020 has been a pretty awful year so far. We've seen some major events that are just causing people to. Be quite concerned about the future. Uh, it's quite. Would you agree that it is quite uh, understandable to be worrying about something like
1: that? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a very normal response for people to have, with particularly some of the world events and the local events that we've had in these if We just look at these last six months. If we look back over the last six months. Um, it would be normal for people to be concerned. So. I'm less worried about people worrying, but I'm more worried about what happens if people are struggling to to function and manage. And so we, we need to be looking after ourselves. And it's always good if we've got a couple of little strategies that we can call on to help us to manage some of these challenging times.
0: We'll get into some of those strategies in just a second. But worrying about something that's outside of your control, is that something we should be more concerned about as opposed to something we uh, we can control.
1: Yeah, I think it always helps us to be aware of what's going on that might be outside of our control, but with the point that you're making there, it's so true. I don't know that it's necessarily helpful to invest a lot of our thinking time into the stuff that we can't control, and whether it be anything from the, the weather through to things that might be happening, say, overseas or things that other people are doing or saying, you know, we're, we're often in lots of situations, we say it's Children at school all the time. Just worry about the things that you're focusing on, or don't worry about the things that you can't control. I work predominantly in in a space with athletes, and we're we're talking to them about that all the time. That when they're playing their sport or they're doing their training, focusing on the uncontrollable uh, chews up a lot of mental energy, and it and it is not helpful for us.
0: You're hearing from Dr. Joe Lukens on ABC North Queensland this morning. And we're going to get some worry hacks. So what are the worry hacks that we can use or you can share with us this morning?
1: Well, yeah, there's lots of them. So we might get a chance to talk about a couple of them today. The first one that I like is a really useful one when our head. In traveling I often say that our brain was like a time machine so it's a bit like the TARDIS that Dr. Who uses <laughs> and that we're able to sort of travel forwards and backwards and there's no better time there to time travel than at two o'clock in the morning when you're lying in bed at night staring at the ceiling you know I often say to people I don't know what you're thinking about but you're probably not thinking about how comfortable your bed is you you know your time travel into the future you or your time travel back and sometimes that can be really unhelpful so the strategy that I really like is what we call a grounding exercise, where what you're trying to do is to manage yourself and bring yourself back to the moment. Because right now, hopefully in the moments that we all find ourselves in, we're okay. And you might do that by focusing on some of your senses. So, everyone listening to, to the call now could, could could do that and think about, you know, well, what are, right now, what are five things that I can see? And you know, sort of looking at in your surroundings and seeing some of the things that you can see You might think about four things you could touch. You know, in front of me I've got a a glass, a piece of paper, a pen, you know, what are things that I can touch, what are some things that I can, three things I can hear. You might be able to think two things you can smell. And what you're actually doing there is you're bringing yourself back to the moment. So whether it be lying in bed at two o'clock in the morning, you go, okay, look, I am worrying about that conversation I've got to have tomorrow. But right now I'm lying in bed, I can feel the mattress beneath me, I can feel the you know, it's blanket on top of me, I can see the fans spinning around, whatever it is. So those grounding strategies can be really useful to bring you back to the moment. And that's really good for calming us down and getting us to focus on where we are right now.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting concept there, but I can imagine that it would work quite well to allow you to focus your attention on something other than what's puzzling and what's troubling you at that time.
1: That's right, because if it's not helpful to think... If you can't do something about it right now, and I'll keep with my 2 o'clock in the morning example, but 2 o'clock in the morning you can't do something about that meeting tomorrow, then thinking about it for the next hour probably isn't going to be helpful. So bringing yourself back to the moment. And this strategy is great. I've used it with soldiers, I've used it with elite athletes, I've used it with my own kids, and I certainly use it myself. But if I'm feeling anxious or worried about something that's coming up, I just bring myself back to where I am right now and I actually use the environment around me to, bring me to bring me back and I focus on the things I can see, the things I can hear, the things I can feel.
0: Mm, that's one of the great things there, trying a grounding exercise. But what about sitting in and understanding our feelings? It sounds a bit counterintuitive, but is it a useful step?
1: I think sometimes it can be because I think what happens is when we feel something unpleasant, We often don't like it and we want to get away from it. So we try to push away those uncomfortable feelings. Maybe we want to push away, you know, we say, oh, don't worry, which is tricky when you are worrying. So sometimes, and you're right, it does sound counterintuitive, but sometimes if you almost sit with it and go, you know what, actually at the moment I am feeling a bit nervous about that talk I've got to give this afternoon, or I am feeling a bit nervous about that conversation I'm going to have with my sister later on today or whatever it is, If you sit with it and notice it, what actually happens over time, over a little bit of time, it does actually start to dissipate. It starts to lessen its reaction. So in some ways, rather than sort of hiding and running away from the feeling, if you sit and notice it and and pay attention to it, then what you actually find is, you know, you just do a little bit of breathing and and, and the levels of worry tend to to drop down. So that could be a really useful strategy for some people. Okay. And how
0: about... Visualizing a best case scenario. How can we
1: do that? Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is interesting, isn't it? Because often when we're worried about something, we think about worst case scenario, you know, how bad is this going to be? And often we find that it's never as bad as, as we imagined. Our imagination is usually far more creative than what actually happens <laughs> for us. But one of the strategies that can happen is, you know, it could it could end up being the worst case scenario. That might be true what would the best case scenario look like though? So what would what would that look like? What would happen? What would you be doing in that situation? So if you can help yourself travel towards uh, the most positive scenario that you can think of in that situation, because maybe you're, maybe you're giving a speech, and so maybe you'll give that speech and you'll communicate your ideas and people will enjoy it and people will smile at your jokes or whatever it is that you're doing, and maybe it will go okay. And what happens is when we walk into any situation, If we take a little bit of hope and optimism with us, um, then that usually helps that whatever it is that we're doing, whether it's conversation or something at work or something with family. And so holding on to the worst case scenario generally doesn't help. And imagining what could go well is usually a a great place to start.
0: What about consistency?
1: Yeah, so we do know that um, one of the things... one of the things that makes us worry about worry is it feels like it's out of our control. That's what you were talking about before. And We generally as humans don't like life to feel like it's out of control. One of the things we can control is our consistency and our routine. So even if I am going through a little bit of a challenging time or I'm a little bit worried, you know, like we've just been through a time where a lot of us have spent a lot of time at home and so forth, keeping little uh, parts of our general everyday routine and habits is a really helpful way to manage routine because even though all these things are happening when I turn on the news or I read the newspaper, I still get to hang out the washing, you know, and whilst I'll do, not normally my favourite task to do, it's routine, it's habit, it's something that I know. And so, you know, when you can keep your routines like your meals and, and getting changed and, and all, all the things, you know, just the physical activity, whatever it is that's normally part of your routine, maintain that as best you can in a challenging time is a good way to kind of feel like you've got a little bit of control in in what's happening for you, and that's always good for our well-being.
0: And I like the sounds of the fifth uh, hack you're giving us this morning about using a mantra. What do you mean by
1: that? Yeah, Yeah, so a mantra is just a little phrase that you say to yourself that has some meaning for you. And, you know, it can be anything from, you know, I can do it or whatever it might you might say to yourself. I often, the one I've traveled with this through in my life is Whatever goes on, I usually fall on my feet. You know, I think of myself like a cat and I go, well, you know, know, I have got myself into a bit of a pickle here, but I usually fall on my feet. It normally comes out okay. And so, sometimes having a phrase that we say to ourselves that we believe can be really helpful to calm ourselves down and to give us some encouragement. And um, I did want to work with someone. It really did make me laugh. You got yourself into a bit of... uh, into a bit of trouble with something that they'd been doing. It was actually a uh, yeah. Anyway, I probably don't need to give too much of the background. But their mantra was, "You can't break me. I'm a jellyfish." <laughs>
0: That's great.
1: And I this, and, and it was interesting because he said at the time that he did it, he came up with it. He laughed. I laughed when he told me, and we were in a room full of people, and they all laughed as well. And what it did is that, of course, laughter is a great antidote as well to worry. So it, it mm. served his purposes. It relaxed him. And it reminded him that no matter what happens, he's
0: a jellyfish. No one's going to break him. It's a great mantra there, Joe. Dr. Joe Lukens. Always great to get some tips on how we can better ourselves with you every fortnight. Looking forward to catching up with you in the fortnight's time.
1: Look forward to it. Thanks very much.